Coming up, what an excellent day for The History of the Devil. Part 9. And welcome to another episode of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we normally examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist Minute by Terrifying Minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we are still your holy guides on this journey through, oops, all bonus episodes. And folks, today we are continuing our descent into Dante's Inferno, picking up with Canto 17. But before that, Keenan, what do you remember about our last episode? You know, you warned me right before we started <laughs> recording that you were going to ask me, and I was like, no. <laughs> We just recorded it. <laughs> we took like 10 minutes off and now uh-huh. we're doing the next one. Okay. So, uh, well, uh, Dante is down in hell with uh-huh. Virgil mm-hmm. and they are going through successive circles of hell. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So we went, um, we left the uh, the suicides, like the violence against self. We're in the seventh circle of hell, which is violence. Uh-huh. We've left the suicide viol- uh, part, uh, uh-huh. suicide bars, and then we find this uh, this desert, uh-huh. this big, yes. big desert, and there is snow that is going down silently, but it's actually little flames. Yes, yeah. and and in this world, there are people who are um, who are sort of um, they've been hit by the snow and they've lost their will to move on, and they're just mm. kind of like like in the fetal position on the on the uh, the sand. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then they also run into a group of people who are walking and one of them is Dante's old mentor um Brunetto help me with Brunetto's yeah, last name uh, Brunetto Latini yeah Latini right yeah. and he's like hey Brunetto you're in here and he's like actually really reverent towards him because yes. he's like oh I, I I'm surprised you're in hell I, and I, I love you so much and like you're a great man etc um but you're in hell for being a sodomite <laughs> and he like just tells that to her, like we got we got Bruno over here he's a sodomite <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so Bruno is part of this group that has to keep on walking, they say, because if mm. they slow down, then um, then the weight of the, uh, the, the the snow fires will put them into the fetal position. And they'll have to right. stay there forever. And yeah. so they're walking through there and um, Dante's getting a lot of advice from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really being reverent, like it's student master relationship. Yeah. Um, and then they, they take leave of them and they run into a bunch of other people, uh, mm-hmm. other Florentines, yeah. um, including uh, um, uh, Jacopo Rusticucci. Yeah. Rusticucci. <laughs> And then a bunch of other people, and they're like, and he's like, "Oh, you're Guelphs. You're from Florence, and you're really great." And uh, and they're also sodomites, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All these three guys over here, they're sodomites. And everyone else is like, "Yeah, yeah, that's, that's guys, why we're here. Guys, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's why we're all here." Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they get to the edge. So there's more, um, you know, a lot of sympathy for them. They get to the right. edge of uh, sheet seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, the the circle seven, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and Virgil is like, "Hey, give me this uh, electrical cord you got tied around your belt." Right, because if you remember, folks, right, uh, <laughs> Dante forgot to unplug his charger back in <laughs> right. back in limbo. <laughs> been making a long 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 trail long. all the way all the way to circle seven yeah yeah and dante's like what are you doing with my cord man and virgil's like oh you won't even fucking believe this <laughs> and he throws it off the waterfall uh-huh. and he's tugging like forever and he's uh-huh. like just you just you wait man yeah this You're is this is the, the, the part of the the dante's inferno video game that i'm that i'm not a huge fan of this little side quest of the, the fishing side quest this is <laughs> 
So anyways, yeah, Virgil's pulling, like, yeah, he's, like, fished. He's uh-huh. using Dante's belt cord uh-huh. to fish something up from the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, really playing it up. He's like, you yeah. you cannot believe what I've got here. Like, don't don't come look at it. Wait until I pull yeah. it all the way up here. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then Dante goes on to, like, describe the thing that he's seeing, like, rise up out of the depths, mm-hmm. right? But he does the same thing. He's like, oh, readers, you won't believe, right? What an asshole. Like, not actually <laughs> letting us. But then, folks, listeners, we do, we pull, we play the asshole card, too. Too, because yeah, we've we, done the same thing. We we did not uh, we did not tell you until you until now. Wait, yeah, we got to wait till the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which uh, for you is like weeks away. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. Or well, a, a week. A week. Yeah. Yeah. A week. Yeah. And and um, it must be really annoying to have all of these interruptions of mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. suspense. Yeah. <laughs> of what this thing is, because right, man, right. yeah, this thing, man, is let me great. tell you, right. <laughs> But yeah, so so we meet. I, oh, actually, Keenan, you forgot to, to mention. <laughs> no, for real, you forgot to mention Cavaneus. Oh, oh, right. So yeah, so we went to besides um, violence against yourself. We also had this um, this. Uh, we're in the circle of blasphemy. Uh-huh. And so part of the, so sodomy is part of uh, the blasphemy circle. Mm-hmm. And then we also have this uh, sub-circle within the blasphemy circle that is about violence, or uh, not violence, um, uh, pride against God, right? Mm-hmm. And so Caponeus well, Violence against has, God, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. He challenges him to a duel. He challenges him to a duel. And God at that point is Jove, who is Zeus, right? right the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Roman version of uh, Zeus. And so he's like, hey, you want to step outside, bro? And he goes and steps outside and Zeus instantly lights him on fire with a bolt of lightning and he dies and it's sent straight to hell yeah i don't know that that'll never not be funny to me that's just like just all you're puffing up and all your preening is like you know you're you're, you're posing and then and that's it all right love it love it okay but yes okay the folks and and thank you keenan for that uh for that that marvelous recap um <laughs> folks this is the moment you've been waiting for right so so we are now in canto 17 and we meet this monster this creature that has risen up out of the abyss this is Geryon or Gerion. um mm-hmm. i'm gonna go both ways on this um he's from greek mythology but like he's actually re- a relatively minor character in greek mythology right. compared to uh, uh the ones that we're a little bit more familiar with Pro- probably the most famous appearance I- 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 of of Geryon is as the 10th labor in the 12 labors of, of Hercules or, or mm-hmm. Heracles, I guess. Um, right. He is the grandson of Medusa mm-hmm. and the nephew of Pegasus. I'm not sure how that works. I don't so, know if we want to think about that. Yeah. Well, I, like remember Pegasus uh, uh, and um, and Crusaeor, uh, the, the, the guy's father, they sprung from Medusa's head. Uh, or no, they they sprung from Medusa's uh, dead body after she was slain, right? Oh, oh, so that counts as a uh, as a birth, I guess. I, I guess, yeah. Right right, 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 right. Yeah. So then, then Creseor um, uh, got with a sea nymph and made and made Garyon. So there yeah. we go. Right. So this was a real blast for the past for me because it reminded me of this sort of buried, um, this buried uh, memory I have. Oh. <laughs> so in 11th grade, I took creative writing for my teacher at, at high school. Ooh. And we read we read this book that I think about all the time, but I couldn't remember the name of it. Huh. And so this time I was like, oh, wait, I need to look this up because this is for the show. And so it's a book from 1998 by Ann Carson called The Autobiography of Red. Ooh. And it is like a modern retelling of Gary Ann. Really? Like, so uh, yeah, so it's like Garyon and his uh, his story um, 
growing up and he instead of being slayed by hercules he mm-hmm. is in a like high school um relationship with hercules and hercules breaks up with him huh. and so the whole thing is like this metaphor of like what what happens when you're the monster to hercules hercules is broken up with you and, and everyone remembers you as like oh you're hercules's ex-boyfriend and and how terrible you are and like you're this you know this monster because of like your parents are monsters and your oh. brothers are monsters and now you're like this villain for all time because um you know hercules is more popular than you and he breaks up with you and like who are you after all that oh wow yeah yeah so i, I think about I, you know I, I think about that story all the time because it was really it was really um impactful for me as a young writer of like mm-hmm. oh taking source material and then not being you know faithful or right. um fidelitous you know mm-hmm. like taking the ideas that are interesting to this author and carson and like then what what can she do with it right Ooh, i really like that yeah so a really minor character in greek mythology but a big character in my life as a writer <laughs> oh very cool yeah so wow. our teacher our teacher um who is so cool that i don't remember her last name i remember her first name is jamie okay. no oh. like she was like she was like a cool teacher she was like a okay. cool young teacher <laughs> so our teacher jamie whose uh-huh. last name I, I don't i don't know miss miss whatever yeah um yeah she like made us find other um uh mythology uh, stories and then adapt them like that was one of our assignments was to Ooh, take that it. is really cool yeah it was really really cool and then like sometimes you know it'd be okay it's cool if you like have little easter eggs or people who know the story or, or you don't have to or you can do whatever you mm. want with it it was really eye-opening I like that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Keenan. Yeah. And um, now uh, Dante has adapted him quite a lot in his yeah, own. Yeah. So. This is a very kind of like um this is this is not the Garyon of Greek mythology. This is this <laughs> right. is Don, this is specifically Dante's Garyon, mm-hmm. right? Um so yeah, so so uh, like in in all the depictions and descriptions I've seen outside of Dante, like he's described as having like three heads and three bodies, which like that was really confusing. Like it it just had me thinking of this guy that was three guys right <laughs> yeah i found uh, in his wikipedia article there's a um statue where he has a three of a lot of things oh 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 okay it's one of those statues okay. <laughs> gotcha right. gotcha three heads and other and, and miscellaneous yeah. so so like <laughs> six heads basically <laughs> Lester, I, hey, 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 hey! Right, this is an educational show, folks. Um, but like, like, yeah, if you look at the artistic depictions of of like the Greek Garion, like you'll see something like a single torso with like three pairs of arms and legs, and and also three heads, right? Um, so I guess that's what he's supposed to look like in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. However, um, here in Dante's story, he is completely different. Like, and I, I don't mm-hmm. know if this is like Dante's doing or maybe when the myths got christianized garyon like also underwent a transformation right like i'm leaning more towards like dante needed a scary flying monster <laughs> but why didn't he call it scary flying monster of dante's own creation he right. he's relying on uh yeah. he's surfing on top of the existing ip of it being greek mythology so yeah this thing looks like nothing else created ever right mm-hmm. like it could be he could just call scaryon <laughs> you know like call it call it whatever you want dante because it's it's so far removed from the actual garyon that like i don't even know like you know you, you call this pegasus right like mm-hmm. actually that's even closer because it's like it's got you know four legs i don't know yeah right it flies yeah right <laughs> um but yeah so dante needed it and so you know in into the the inferno it goes um <laughs> but yeah um so now now before they leave the boys spy a few sinners who are who are like constantly trying to to uh brush off the flames and and the burning sand of the desert right wait i'm sorry did we what? not did we skip where we describe what he looks like here? oh yeah no we never talked about it yeah I okay i guess i just assumed that we had that somewhere sorry yeah uh no i don't think we did okay okay um yeah so here i'll just take up from what you said there. yeah 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 and you know we have to be nice to dante because he didn't have the internet 
So right. like when we're reading this, we say, like, oh, what is what does Garyon look like? Is oh yeah. So he is more of this like chimerical sort of thing. He's like a mishmash of stuff. It's exactly a chimera type thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't have three heads at all. He doesn't mm. have three bodies. He's not one no. person in three bodies. Um he's like uh he's got dragon wings, uh-huh. first of all. Um I've seen it described that he has the body of a, a wyvern, a weirvern, but that's mm-hmm. just a dragon, isn't it? I, I, okay, folks, correct me if I'm wrong here, mm-hmm. but I think a wyvern is different from a dragon because the a wyvern only has two legs and then wings. So it's like like a dragon has four legs and then wings on its back, but a wyvern has it's it's like it's it's like its arms or its wings, and then it has legs. Okay, so it doesn't have little. Um, I get in fights with my boyfriend. We don't fight a lot, but. Uh, mm. But every once in a while, you know, one of us will call our, our cats front legs hands. Oh, you know? right. <laughs> right. And I'm like, they're not hands. <laughs> like, this is what we fight about. <laughs> so the little dragon's hands at the front. So Wyvern doesn't have dragon's hands. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. I see. So Wyvern only has two legs and wings. Yeah. Gotcha. Because, like, you know, a cat is better than a dog. And I'll say that on the podcast. Because oh. <laughs> now we're like 110 episodes in. If uh-huh, you're uh-huh. Like, but, like, <laughs> No, no, no. They're they're made for different things. Is the point right? Like a dog's yeah. hands are not made to pick things up. Mm. Um. So a dog's hands are are a dog's front feet, which again we still call hands. Like, right, right, right. They're just for walking. Where a cat uses uh-huh. its front feet to do all sorts of to do you know, things, oh, picking yeah. things up and poking at things and prodding things and, and you know, scratching things. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. And scratching things. You like like one of my cats can pick up um, treats in his hand like a like an apple and bite it. Oh, okay. There we go. So, yeah. like, uh, my sister's dog can't do that. So, yeah, yeah. Dogs don't. You don't. You don't think of dogs as like scratching. Like dogs don't right. scratch, right? So we like. So like we. You rarely hear people say that that's its hands. Yeah, like right. a dog's hands in the front, right? Right. Well, Keenan, you rarely. Pe- you rarely hear people say that. You know, that's the cat's hands. I'm just. I'm oh, just I don't think so. I don't think so. Go look online. <laughs> people oh, okay, say okay. that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. We fight about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love. I love peering into. Um, into your domestic squabbles yeah. and uh, and just like learning is like this is this is the fight that all no. <laughs> yeah I mean house you know, divided do cats yeah, have hands you know people ask me and my boyfriend you know like you know uh, how how often people get fights when you're in a long term relationship but I don't know uh-huh. like, once every couple of years for us mm-hmm. um, if we don't count these arguments about whether our cats have hands <laughs> <or feet. laughs> so every couple of years we have a fight so yeah but anyway okay so that's interesting though. so wyvern doesn't have the front paws i think so i think that's, um that's the okay so it has but it has the big old dragon wings right. um, oh yeah we were talking about garyon <laughs> yeah 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 and and garyon has like a poisonous um uh stinger at the end yes and, uh, like uh, at tail, the end of his right, tail yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 so he's got um, some scorpion stuff going on he's got some dragony stuff going on yeah yeah and he's a bunch of different animals all put together uh-huh. yeah, yeah yeah and uh, specifically um i've been uh, uh i've been looking like as I've been reading, mm-hmm. it describes him as having the face of an honest or a just man. Yeah, I wonder what that means. I think that's because, well, because we're going down into the circle of fraud, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if this is if this is a, a creature that like, you know, he has a, he has a pretty face, right. but like behind him is like a, a scorpion's tail. Gotcha. Right? So he so belongs that kind of to that circle, we think. Yes. Yeah. So right? he's a fraudster. Yeah. But again, like Dante, like... Garyon is already its own thing. Like, <laughs> call him something else. Like, just make him a chimera. Like, you know. But how do know. we, you know, if, if we want someone to be a fraud. Or a manticore, or, you know. Right, right. But if we want someone to be a, a fraud, right, how would we get that across with one person who has three different faces? Yeah, see, but, um, <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious or not. No, no, I'm being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dante. No. You, you burnt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, 
Okay, so so yeah, so so that's 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 what he looks like, right? right? And so we get a look at this guy. This is interesting. So Dante, rather than like the beast appears and then we we hop on the beast's back and we descend, mm-hmm. it's like we have all this tension of like, oh, the beast is gonna come, the beast is gonna come. <laughs> and then he shows up, and before we hop on the beast's back, Virgil's like, hey, look at that like collection of of folks over there. Go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't know what what Virgil has to do, like if he's gotta like, you know. Like talk to Gary on for a bit. It's like, hey, hey, just you know, just so you know, like you got to take this guy on on your back. And <laughs> He's like, alive, etc. Yeah, you know, all the stuff like, we've been saying, and then we stop saying all of a sudden. Right. Oh, so, so like to save time, it's like, hey, I'm gonna do that thing that right. everyone's tired of hearing. You right. go talk to these other people. You right? go talk to your sodomite friends. Yeah. Right. Because really, frankly, um, I've talked to enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this trip through. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. But yeah. So 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 yeah so so um uh, uh, before they leave uh, uh um Dante's got to go over and talk to um this group of sinners who are mm-hmm. constantly trying to like brush off the flames and the burning right. sand of the desert right um and uh and and uh, Dante or doesn't recognize any of them but he sees that each of them has this little like money pouch on their necks um each with like a specific color and emblem right there's a yellow pouch with a blue lion a red pouch with a white goose and a white pouch with a blue pick um these are all crests of like highly esteemed uh, uh, christian florentine families right mm-hmm. And these people are guilty of usury. So I'm assuming these crests are like real of real families. They have to be, right? Because right. like I, I looked for them and I couldn't find anything. And I'm guessing that's just, you know, you know, the sands of time have kind of like completely erased. But like early readers of, of Dante must be like, oh, there's the blue pig, right? Like I, <laughs> right. I know who that is, right? Like like we're gonna see the um um you know, the Chevron logo or something like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we know say, what yeah. that is, right? Our, you know? our families don't have those anymore. Right. Right. And but if like, we get just enough money, like just a little bit of money where you're not rich, but you can kind of have things, you know, mm-hmm. you might have a house with a name on it. Like, right. The Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or Eastern Falls. Yeah. Just right. come visit, come visit me up at Eastern Falls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Casa de... Um... <laughs> Casa de Relaxo. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we don't have these we don't have the like you know the coat of arms or no the, you know, no not yeah. at all i mean i guess i guess if you were really really like you wanted to you could go back and like trace your you know your 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 lineage and mm-hmm. and find out what your coat of arms used to be you right know? yeah um but yeah like uh yeah uh, uh uh blue lion white goose blue pig right <laughs> okay. if any of you out there are one of those <laughs> just know that back in the day your your relatives were guilty of usury <laughs> And sodomy, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's that's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who, so was, who wasn't a sodomite <laughs> in 1200s Florence? That's the Seriously, that's the real problem. <laughs> I ask you. <laughs> Methinks Dante doth protest too much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, okay. So so um, getting back to usury, which is which which is a sin. No. Um, uh, I think we said before, um, usury is the lending of money at at a very high interest rates, right? And we, I think we joked that it's like, oh, Dante probably has a lot of debt or something mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, we all hate like interest rates, right? But Dante considers it violence against art specifically because humans were meant to be artists, right? They were like mm-hmm. supposed to be little versions of God, right? Making their own creations, right? And making their living through the work of their own hands, right? Um, however, usurers just make money from other money. Right. right. So yeah. again, in this hierarchy that he set up, like God is 
once removed from nature, so the divine, mm-hmm. and then from the divine, you create nature. And mm-hmm. then from uh, from that, one degree removed is art, the recreation right. of nature or the recreation of divine. Yeah. So where does, yeah, where does money come in all of this place? Like, where does capitalism, before they had that term for it? Right. Um, but, you know, usury was forbidden in all three of the Abrahamic religions very early on. Oh, um, and b- back then that just meant any interest whatsoever. So now we say like usury oh. is high interest, but right. But the idea, you know, it is it is anti. Well, I, I don't know how it, how it plays out in Judaism and Islam, but it is anti-Christian, right? You're like, hey, hmm. I need help to build my business or to build my my farm or to pay off my debts or whatever. Can you lend me money? And then we say, well, yes, but at even you know half a percent interest, right? That yeah. that's anti-Christian just by the very nature of it, right? <laughs> Like See, anti-Christ, what, yeah. what would Christ do is what I mean. What was Christ right, do? Right, right, right. See. Christ would give you the money. He would give you the, yeah. Right. He would give you the money. He would give you the house, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. But so that changes because, you know, a as economies become more complicated, you uh-huh. you cannot have a modern economy or even a renaissance economy without um, without interest. Right. That just, just does not work yeah. because things get more complicated. Um, mm. And so in the time of the uh, Middle Ages, um, you would have uh, Christians who were saying, hey, we're forbidden from from doing any interest. Um, that's mm. really bad. So they would give that job to. Oh, <laughs> right. The Jews. Right. Right. So so they're like, we're not allowed to make any money from interest because that's a sin. Um, yeah. So but we need that in a complicated world economy. We need to have interest. So and we need to have money lending because you can't have any money lending in the modern economy without interest. So right. we will enlist the Jews to do that, which is providing this really valuable, um, this and really valuable needed. need. Yeah. For our economy. But uh-huh. we will hate you for it. And we will create these, um, you know, these slanders that Jews are all users by their very nature, even though what? that's a job that we've allowed them to do. Right. Fucking. Oh. Where is it? Where is our circle for hypocrisy? <laughs> right, but all of our yeah. So all of these myths that we have, right, that Jews mm-hmm. control the world money supply, is mm-hmm. what is what you know was these created. False allegations for, and all these yeah yeah created for the they, that was a pocket where they could actually um, exist within medieval society. Right, that was given to them, acceded to them is probably the better like, term. Like, like, yeah, forced into they yes. were forced into like that that market. Right. Oh my god! And then oh jeez, see, and this this just goes to like like prove my point that I was talking about like uh, earlier where it's like, you know, they, they talk about, they talk about usury being a sin and yet, and you know, we still have it and we've, we've like, you know, like, like forced an entire group of people to like, mm-hmm. you know, do this dirty work for us that we all hate. And then, and then we hate them for it. Right. right. And then, but how can you with a straight face then like uh, persecute uh, uh, like another group of people because the Bible says so, mm-hmm. when you're literally like like it's all it's all made up, folks, yeah. and and it's and, and and people using it to. I'm glad I'm glad, Keenan, in your in your um, inferno, you got those um those those uh, uh those those people who are like using you know like those mega church people who are those who are jet setters, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so this similar like seeding of this industry in medieval uh, economies to the Jews uh-huh. is actually very similar to what happens when um, the movie studio system is founded. 
Ah. So if you were, um, let's say, so the people who founded the movie studio industry in Hollywood in the 1920s, like early 1920s, late 1900s, 1910s, they were largely Jews who were the sons of immigrants or or they themselves were immigrants, right? Uh And they had come to America and and founded these companies like furriers, uh, Mm -hmm. glove makers, etc. And so what happens, you know, if you if you are a a family that has made it rich off the off of your own work, you know, you might have a son or a daughter who then wants to get into the arts instead right. of going yeah. into the fur business or what have you, right? Yeah. So you have enough privilege because of the money you have to get into the arts. But oh. when these uh, these Jewish families were in the East Coast and uh-huh. they were in New York and Montreal and Boston, uh-huh. if they were Jews, they were usually forbidden from getting into the arts as business people. Huh. So like it was it was an anti, you know, anti-Semitic uh, sort of rule. Like, oh, you want right. to open an art gallery? Absolutely not. Right. You're you're an immigrant. Oh. You're a Jew. Um, you want to get into book publishing. You know, you want to yeah. become um, a fashion designer. It's one thing if you're a furrier, but to be a fashion designer, no. Right. So then at the same time, they had the emergence of the movies and the movies at that time were seen as a very low art. They were for immigrants and sailors and, oh. you know, they were they were seen as really disreputable. So yeah, if you're if you're the son of a of a um, a Jewish tanner immigrant in right. Montreal and you want to get into arts, all the arts are closed to you except for this new dirty, filthy <laughs> medium of the wow. movies. And so that's where they tended to gravitate. And then, similar to this story about like usury being this excuse to attack the Jews, so right. now we again have a new 20th century conspiracy theory that the uh-huh. Jews control the media, right? Uh, right because right. they did because that was the only place that they were allowed to they work. Were forced into it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. So the Jews uh, take over the movies because that's ceded to them. And then that becomes radio and television. And, and you see, that's why we have such Jewish representation um, mm-hmm. amongst like the business people who control the media. And, yeah. it, you know, it is it is uh, it's economics. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a huge conspiracy like cabal. You have to um, you have to decode. Unravel. It is just yeah, yeah. economics history. Yeah. 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 See, folks. Yeah. Who tell your grandma that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> when she starts telling you <laughs> her nonsense. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, Grandma. So that's usury. Yeah, that's, that's usury. That's where we are here. Right? And uh, yeah, so now we're back to Garyon. Um, they got to hop on top of uh, of Garyon. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and Virgil actually makes uh, Dante sit up in front so that the, the tail won't sting him. Oh, that's nice. Um, that's terrifying. Like, <laughs> this, 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 this fair-faced, like, like monster and it's like oh yeah there's a tail that's gonna like stab you in the back like it's not gonna like sting you it's going to of, impale yeah. you yeah <laughs> that's true don't worry about the poison yeah right you're you're gonna have a hole through you that's like oh boy yeah yeah but well, okay so once they're on on garyon's back and it's he, lucky for for this version that there's only one back of garyon as opposed to three yeah, right. <laughs> and only one head yeah in, in many ways he's simplified it yeah, yeah right um and there's only one yeah so so he's not like he's not a chatterbox um yeah but yeah so so garyon uh lifts off and begins to circle downward into the depths of the next circle and the next canto. Um, actually, I lied. We, we we get a little bit of the ride downward, and Dante mm-hmm. describes them like wheeling and circling and always, always descending as he holds tight to the monster's back. Um, right. And then they land as soon, and as soon as they do, Garyon flies away. Mm-hmm. So now he's Gary gone. <laughs> nice. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um <laughs> So now we are in Canto 18, Circle 8. It's a new circle, guys. Yay! We have music for the the fraud 
fraud. Sir, I don't know what, what's a what's a what's a good fraud song like. I don't know. Like it's just those those uh those car you know that 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 carnival music. Da, 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 da. No, that's the, no gladiators. that's the gladiators. We did that. <laughs> what's a carny like like um uh like the calliope? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. figure it's like. You know, step right up, step right up, folks, and get your fortunes read. And the here's that game of shells or the game of cups or whatever. You know. Yeah, I guess at some point that music must not have had that connotation that you're being no. tricked, right? That must have yeah. like, given the opposite feeling. <laughs> but, oh, these are people I could trust. Yeah, at some point, Keenan, circo, circus music uh, implied joy. <laughs> and not creepy uh, uh, clowns or, or whatever. Yeah, Right scary creepy i was trying to like when i tried to find like like royalty free circus music it was mm-hmm. like did you mean royalty free creepy circus music it's like no <laughs> no there was only chlorof- uh what do you call it chlorophobia Co- the fear chlorophobia. of clowns yeah exactly. there's no there's no <laughs> chlorophilia <laughs> yeah people yeah. like clowns yeah yeah, right, right in, folks. Did you did you ever love clowns? Did anybody ever love clowns? Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, no, no, no. We're we're in the circle of fraud, right? And and we have ten different ditches or bulges um, where types of sinners are grouped according to their type of fraud. This is what Dante calls the malebolge, right? Which means evil pockets. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, right. But just just the name malebolge sounds like another dish that I kind of want, right? <laughs> And it's like it's like a calzone, you know. It's like it's a pocket of uh, like like dough, and inside is all the you know the um the sauces and the cheeses and the meats and everything like that. It's like ah, oh, it's like another malebolge. Okay. Yeah, evil pockets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the- and then they have the ones you buy at the store. You get a microwave, and they're you know, and then you burn your lip when you bite into them. You know, it's like ah, the malebolge. Oh, but these evil pockets, the ladies of ancient Rome really resent that their togas don't have any pockets. Yeah. So they're like, I'll take a dress with evil pockets anytime. Yes. It's a malebolge, yes. Mm. Is that a malebolge in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? No, the malebolge is my pocket. Oh, delightfully sinful. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that that always gets me. Like, like you hear something and it sounds so cool in Latin, right? Mm. And then you translate it, and it's really generic. And I and I think just like like uh, as a society, we've all sort of decided that if it's in Latin, it's sort of not meant to be translated. It mm-hmm. should just be that cool sounding thing. Right. Right. Like that's where it stops. Right. Like with any other language, like we, we, we try to dig and we try to find the meaning with the Latin. Right. But I feel like, like that's where we should stop with the Latin, like Malebolgia. Right? <laughs> carpe diem. Yeah. Carpe diem. Right. <laughs> like if you, like if they had like, uh, cause in, in the English translations of Dante's Inferno, Right. We don't we don't say like and then they came to the evil pockets. <laughs> right. This is the Malibolge. Malibolge. Yeah. So. Uh, OK. So. So we are now in the Malibolge, um, which which also form a series of moats around an inverted castle at the very center. Right. This uh, quote unquote castle is the deepest pit in all of hell. But before we get there, mm. we need to traverse the Malibolge, uh in and in this canto, we walk along the edges of the first two evil pockets. See? It doesn't work. It doesn't work, right? So remember folks, we're in the circle of fraud which uh, Dante deems more sinful because unlike the mindless violence or the uh, self-serving lust and gluttony, fraud requires you to understand what goodness and honesty are. 
so that you can trick people, right? So so it feels a little bit more deliberate, like 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 an act of malice, right? Mm-hmm. You are fully aware that you're doing it, right? You even have to work in order to keep up the facade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, like like let's re- let's remember, right? Gary on with his beautiful face, um, you know, uh, hiding, you know, that that uh, scorpion's tail, right? right. Yeah. No one who's beautiful could ever be a good person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're beautiful, <laughs> you are already sus. <laughs> You heard it first here on the Exorcist Minute. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> if you're pretty, we don't want you. <laughs> Go no. listen to some other podcasts. Yeah. Right. Um, no, no, please like us. <laughs> no, you please, please like us and subscribe. <laughs> Especially if you're pretty, please. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, no, wait. All of our listeners, the Exorcist Minute, listeners. are beautiful and, and cool. You're, you're all beautiful. You're like all on beautiful the inside. and cool and smart. Yes. And the outside. And the outside, yes. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, listeners, have you all collectively lost weight? Because... <laughs> Uh, they've all been working out yeah they've all been working out right (laughs) yeah Uh, just just, like I don't know I don't know how how many calories rolling your eyes burns but um, (laughs) but we we, we make sure you do a lot of that (laughs) yeah um, okay, so so yeah, so so back to the uh, the, the the evil pockets, right? <laughs> the the Malibolja, right? So in this first pit, in this first Malibolja, we see two lines of naked souls that are being herded in opposite directions, right? Dante actually likens this to a time in history when the authorities of Rome mandated two-way foot traffic across a narrow bridge leading into Rome during the uh, the Jubilee celebration, right? So now looking down into this pit, Dante recognizes one of these souls. Of course he does. Of course he does. Um, this is Venedico Caccianemico, right? Perfect. They, uh, yeah, good. Got it, right? That, that that pause and delay in the middle is how they said it back then. Caccianemico. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you are you sure that's your name? Yeah, yeah, of course I'm sure. Right? And then the Calliope music plays. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's me, Caccianemico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, so this this um this guy, Venedico Caccianemico. <laughs> right? Um that's the funniest thing about him because apparently, apparently, right. um he sold his sister to the Marquis of Esti mm-hmm. for a favor. Right. And uh yeah, I'm uh I'm all for him being down here. This is good. <laughs> Yeah, and, and as we go deeper, um, we, uh, the readers, folks, we can we can divide the types of sinners we see mm-hmm. uh, in Inferno into groups, right? We got we got general sinners, right? They have no names. They just they're they're just like gluttons or sloths or or lustful people or greedy people, right? Yeah, like their then, sin is their identity. Yeah, yeah right. right. Uh, then we got then we got specific sinners who have like slighted Dante in in some way, right? Like either either him or his politics, mm-hmm. right? Then we got like famous historical sinners like Alexander or Cleopatra. Then we got less famous but still real people who mm-hmm. did real specific horrible things and we can be like oh yes you do belong down here right <laughs> like like so, so these sinners specifically um in this malebolge they trafficked in other people's bodies right they they tricked them they coerced them or they used them in some way and for that reason they are now forced to march up and down in these two rows of traffic as they are whipped uh, by horned demons. Fantastic. I love it. Mm-hmm. If, if there is a hell, I would hope that these people go to that yeah, <laughs> and get and get special attention. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, this. Sorry to be hung up on it because it is a terrible story, right, of this woman, um, mm-hmm. Gisela Labella, yeah, uh, yeah. who is sold in to buy, by the brother. Um, but this idea that like, like is, is Dante pro um, two-way traffic on this bridge or anti-two-way <laughs> traffic on this bridge? <laughs> 
<laughs> like I thought you were going to talk about human traffic, but no, 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 no because you're talking like, about foot traffic. Is he being like a luddite? Like, oh, this new thing that they did, this new technology of uh-huh. like people on the left go this way and people on the right go the other way. Like, like is he like, oh, I hate that. Like, it's destroying humanity. Like this new technology, or is he just like, 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 yeah? Why is that part of? the story you know oh no i think i think he's he's trying to give us a visual mm-hmm. he's he's like these people um like they're so packed and they're so like i th- I think what he was trying to get across was that um that it's a that it's a really really crowded traffic situation okay and he's like you know like when they do that thing on the bridge okay right? okay so he's not so, yeah. he's not like the, he's the, not the nanny the state the nanny state right. who separated us into this like and doesn't let us walk where we want to walk or whatever and like, right, right. i thought this was a free city state in yeah. rome actually I, yeah i think it i think it's a diss on the people more than it's a diss on the bridge he's he's like saying <laughs> he's saying there's so many of them uh-huh. and they're so numerous that they have to have they have to have this system where it's like you know on the right and on the left and okay stuff like that. all right yeah I think that's what it is. Yeah. I'm in favor of two-way traffic. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like that, that has borne out over the last 800 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this works. It seems to work. And like with driving and everything, yeah, you know. I mean, do whatever you want on either side, right? You can be on the left or you can be on the right side or whatever, right? But just as long as everybody's doing the same thing, right? right. Yeah, but no, I think, I, think he's, I think he's making a pun mm-hmm. on human trafficking and with these guys doing the, the foot trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and that's, that's as far as that goes. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, um, it is, I, I wouldn't put it in the circle of hell, but like, you're supposed to stand on one side of the escalator yes. and form a little line so that people can pass you. Uh-huh. And I don't think that I know which side. I don't think anybody knows which side anymore. <laughs> like, we've that's just fallen so far out of the etiquette of like what uh-huh. it's like at, a, at an escalator that right. now it's just impossible for anybody to walk up an escalator if they want to be walking. They right. Have to stand there. People still do stop, right? And they've they've made their decision on which side they're supposed to stop on, right? And it's always different from uh, the person like <laughs> a few steps up, you know? Right, right. So I don't even I don't know what the rules are anymore. The society is broken down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so so um, so also in this circle, we got we got Jason of Argonauts fame. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, got the, the 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 golden fleece and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also seduced and then abandoned two ladies. Right, first Medea from right. uh, uh, whom he seduced, had children with, and then betrayed, mm-hmm. and then uh, Hypsipyle, whom he impregnated and abandoned. Uh, so yeah, he's down there too. I don't know her. I know Medea because she gets her own play. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently is the bad guy. Yeah, I had to look up Hypsipyle, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, know he her. Did, he did that to her too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, so, so you, after Jason. after Medea? So yeah. you, know, you know what Medea does, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what yeah, Medea yeah. does. Medea's right? like, oh, you gave me these kids and I'm going to kill them. I love the kids so much, but I know mm-hmm. that you love the kids so much, so I'm willing to kill our kids and show them to you in order to yeah. get back at you. Yeah. And then he's I'm like, I'm sure she's down here too. As well. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, that sucks. I'll just find a new wife and do the yeah. same thing with her. So Yeah, that's... Ugh, Sorry, yeah. Medea. No one learns lessons. We talked about that last week. Yeah, that's the that's that's the thing. That's the eternal like like yeah, just just Jason going off and, and doing the same thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, maybe maybe that's maybe she's not down here because she kind of like damned herself. Right. You know. She, yeah. But um, we certainly have people at home who are like, well, what happened to the fleece? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stop talking about these kids who can't. Where's the kids? fleece? Where's the fleece made of gold? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, yeah that 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 becomes um, strangely unimportant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? So yeah, have... yeah. When your wife is killing you and then riding off on a dragon given to her by Apollo to send yeah. you a um, you know a, an ironic note. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that golden fleece doesn't seem so <laughs> important anymore. You know. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, so <laughs> so we got Virgil and Dante, right? And they're walking along, and before they even reach the next ditch, or the next uh, Malibolgia, right, they can hear and smell the flatterers, <laughs> right? That's the next one, right? right. And and they're 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 making like they're they're making these like snorting, grunting sounds, like like pigs, mm. right? And the whole valley now smells like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dante takes another jab at someone in the pit, right? Like he says that that he saw someone whose head was was so covered in shit that he could not tell if he was a clergyman or a layman, right? <laughs> Meaning that like the shit was covering like the top part of the head that the clergyman like they usually shave, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like you're so covered in shit, I can't <laughs> tell if you're a priest or not. That's that's that modern translation. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. I hadn't put that together. <laughs> <laughs> But like to me, this is another like perfect contrapasso, right? Mm-hmm. Like like I told you, my my favorite curse word is bullshit, and right? mine is fuck shit. Yes, right. So so we got in the in the Venn diagram of curse words, like shit is in the center, right? <laughs> right, right. And I love the idea that all the pretty words smoke spoken by the the flatterers are like not just worthless, but when you get right down to it, like the intention behind those pretty words, they're they're repugnant, they're disgusting, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's sh- it literal shit, right? I love it. Yeah, Lester, um, that was a really, really great description of that, and your mm-hmm. voice sounds fantastic today. Just, oh, thank you. Thank I just you, want you to know that I think that. Oh, well, I, well, I, I just want you to know, Keenan, that I think that, uh, you know, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't ask for a, a better co-host. Um, and by the way, have you lost weight? No. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Well, well, you know what, Keenan? But thank you. You don't need to. Because <laughs> you're perfect just the way you oh, are. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, and when you cough, <laughs> when uh-huh. you're sick on a, doing a podcast, it just yeah, makes yeah. me just just realize how much you care about us and our, our listeners. Oh yeah, and, and your uh-huh, coughs uh-huh. are just just nicer to hear than any other podcast host I've ever heard who performs oh, wow. when they're sick. Oh oh oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Makes so me much. wish I was sick. Oh wow, <laughs> so I could be more like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Keenan, you know what? I mean, I I was thinking of editing this out, but like, you know what? I I might just keep it because. <laughs> When I heard you eating during our show. <laughs> which you love. <laughs> which, I, which I absolutely adore. You adore it. I mean, like, oh, look, oh, listen to him. He's meeting his biological needs. It's Lester's favorite thing to have to work uh-huh, around uh-huh. my gluttony. <laughs> no, no, Keaton, it's, it's not just your gluttony. It's, it's your gluttony directly in front of the mic. <laughs> Well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I tell you, I tell you, the hours that I that I that I edit, and I'm just like, oh, there it is again. You know what? I just I love listening to all of this. <laughs> oh, no, boy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <sighs> That's funny. Uh, yes. <laughs> And listeners, write in mm-hmm. and, and tell us what you think of when, when we announce our own <laughs> jokes as funny <laughs> on the air. <laughs> we waste precious, precious minutes just laughing at our own jokes. Oh, and Keenan, the, yeah. the, 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 the snorting that both of us do... <laughs> I'm just, I'm sure the listeners, they just love that. They love it because it gets right uh-huh. up into the upper registers where, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, they're not used to hearing <laughs> their headphones so close to them. So uh-huh. they're just delighted. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. 
Jeez. Okay. Anyway, anyway, that was that was flattery, guys. That was flat. That was <laughs> no. They know that. They're really they're, smart. They're they're really smart. No, they're, yeah, they know. They yeah. yeah, We don't have to explain it. You know, no, we're not. not no, we're not in that circle. The mansplainer circle. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, this anyway. isn't this American life. Our listeners are smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I do need to clarify. I love this American Life. I was just trying to think okay, of a okay. podcast that was famous that, <laughs> that we could make fun of without damaging it all. <laughs> right, right, right. If we're like we mentioned a smaller podcast, that would just be mean. But... Right, right. We got to punch up. We punch up here <laughs> right, in the exactly. Exodus Minute. Right. This American Life is a national treasure. All right. Yeah. Which is which is easy for us because any any punch we make is up <laughs> because of where we are. Um, we're in a river of shit of our own shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're stewing in our own shit. Oh God! This is—is is this it? Is this the podcast? Is this the episode, Keenan, where we where we just lose it? <laughs> no, 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 no. We gotta, got We gotta talk about Dante. We're talking about Dante. <laughs> Shit, I got a bloody nose. Hang on. Oh my God! No, from all that flattery, you got a bloody nose. Yes. Oh Jesus! Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I'm trying to stem it. <laughs> I have some tissues here. Oh no! I'm sorry to laugh. We broke you. <laughs> but it's flowing. <laughs> Oh, like God. the river Flagathon. No, stop saying Flagathon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh God. Uh, okay. Give me. Give me one. Second, yeah. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <sighs> okay. This happens because I have I have really weak, mm-hmm. um, like nose tissue, uh-huh. but really strong stubborn snot. <laughs> um, so when I like like. And, and you know, like like when we laugh, like like you know, I, I tear up and and my nose gets runny, mm-hmm. and then I have to blow my nose, and I blow my nose, and I just wreck the inside of my <laughs> oh nose. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, okay. I'm glad you went and took care of that, even though it is much better radio for yeah you to talk through yeah. it here. <laughs> uh-huh. But we went so far up our own asses that we gave yeah. Lester a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> we went, yeah, I mean, like this is like if 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 my body. Was um, an invert, like just just turn my body upside down, right? <laughs> up my own ass and, and like all the way up to like we hit my nose, we hit the inside of my nose. That's circle eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Well, are you okay now? Yeah. Well, can you hear the the tissue in my no, nose? No, no, no. Okay, good. All right. Okay. Um. All right. Da 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 da. Flat. Okay. Flattery. Yeah. God. We spent. <laughs> um. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so back to Dante, right? So he recognizes someone in this pit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Alessio Intermine, Inter- Inter- Intermine, In- Intermine, right? Of Luca, uh, who, who, who was apparently one of the Guelphs, uh, which uh, remember, that's actually Dante's faction, right. which I-, I find really interesting, right? Because we usually see members of, of the other faction mm-hmm. in Dante's hell, the one that, that he's against, the, the Ghibellines, right? <laughs> but this guy, like not much is known about him, right? Like most of the internet connects him to this passage of Inferno. Mm-hmm. So I guess he's more famous as a character in Dante's work. Right. But yeah, this, this guy admits that he is down here for flattery and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting they don't do anything in there they're just like they're too busy i guess drowning in shit to like flatter yeah. or anything else like, no. and he barely gets it out like yeah we're down here for and they're up there it's like it's like addery what's addery <laughs> and virgil has to be like, no 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 he, he, he said he said eh, flattery right. it's flattery and um, it's not a river of shit uh, for f- the people who are flatulent right right it's not it's not flattery right <laughs> 
But yeah, so uh, Virgil, Virgil wants Dante to really pay attention to these two pouches, right? Mm -hmm. Specifically because these are sins which are specifically deceptive and insidious, mm -hmm. right? Like these take time and calculation and a, 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 a heartless manipulation uh, of the victim's own feelings of love or trust or safety, right? right? So yeah. So, so now we are in Canto 19. We are in the penultimate circle. Mm-hmm. And we are halfway through this poem. <laughs> How is that possible? Mm -hmm. We we have this circle and one more, and yet it appears as uh, that as we go further down, Dante has like a bit more to say about Circle Eight specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, so uh, Dr. Frederick Putnam, great name, uh, notes that Dante devotes almost one half of the Inferno to describing the ten smaller circles that uh, together make up the eighth circle of hell. Mm -hmm. These malebolgia, these, these evil pouches, are reserved for liars and frauds of every stripe, from, uh, from seducers and sexual predators to panderers so far, right? So we're still in circle eight, um, uh, that is the circle of fraud, and this is the third pouch, the third Malabolgia. And this canto opens in a different way. It, it opens with the writer Dante loudly admonishing Simon Magus, or Magus, um, a, a biblically famous uh, fraudster, right? A humbug, right? He styles himself as a wizard or a prophet, or in one story, uh, he, he claims to be the second coming of Jesus, mm -hmm. right? But yeah, like the reason Dante's uh, talking about him here is that he also famously offered to buy the power of the Holy Spirit from the apostles, right? And that's where we get the sin of simony. Mm -hmm. Right, which is which is the buying and the selling uh, of, of church offices or sacred things, right. right? And now it's an umbrella term for like charging of money for like spiritual services, like like a baptism or a communion or something like that. And this will be oh, I don't know the history of the Reformation enough, but this will be one of the biggest parts of the Reformation, like like simony and, mm. and, and uh, uh, indulgences and that kind of thing. Right, Martin Luther specifically calling him out for 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 doing this stuff. Right, right? I'm just wondering if I'm like. If if the version I've heard in like history classes too um, is not nuanced enough, right? Ah, <laughs> like if there's okay. some other thing I don't know enough about it. But yeah, they, but that's mm -hmm. what um, that's what uh, they were attacking. So this is, um, yeah. you know, it wasn't just like it, like uh, Martin Luther all of a sudden going, you know, what's a problem is Simon. They were right. talking about it for hundreds of years, if not thousands yeah. of years before that. It's been a problem. Yeah. 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 And uh, okay, yeah, so for this crime, souls are punished in this third Malabolja by being buried headfirst <laughs> in the earth with only their feet poking out on fire. Yeah, it's like a backwards day at the beach. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, right, because you're walking on the beach and, and the sand is really hot. You're like, ow, ow, ow. Oh, I was right. saying, you know, you bury you up to your neck and it's like, oh, it's so funny. We buried you up to your neck. Oh, and you did yeah. the opposite way. Yeah, That's actually, no well. fun, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's both ways. It's a backwards beach day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. No. So, it sounds like a like a corporate like <laughs> work holiday thing, you know. Like we're we're taking you to the beach, but you got to bring your laptops. It's backwards beach day. <laughs> there's still a there's still a dress code in backwards there's beach. There's still day. a dress like, code, and you, you still got to dress. You know, you know, got to wear a shirt. And a you need to file those metric reports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can That'd do it while day. getting the tan. <laughs> backwards beach day. Right. And you didn't yeah. bring your own charger. That's your fault. Yeah, that is your fault, right? Yeah. Be sure to bring sunscreen. We will not be providing any or any umbrellas or or anything. Right. Yeah. And there's yeah. there is lunch provided, but it is at the same time as our mandatory meeting across the yes. way. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why did we have a mandatory meeting at lunch? It was the only time we could book the conference room. Yeah, yeah. Because it's crazy kooky backwards beach day. <laughs> 
Everything is topsy-turvy. <laughs> I'm wearing my shoes on my hands. What? <laughs> All right. So Reports that are normally due on Monday are due on Friday? <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> Friday of this week, we're saying. Right, not, not, right, next not next week. week. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. God. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> and instead of everybody stealing office supplies uh, and taking them home, people go to your house <laughs> and, steal, and steal office supplies and bring them back. <laughs> I was wondering where all these uh, little, uh, little uh, K-cup coffee things were. <laughs> We're ending up. Look at all these sticky notes. Yeah. Instead of casual Fridays, (laughs) we have formal Saturday and Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. Back to Simony. Um, These guys uh, buried headfirst in the sand with their feet on fire, right? So uh, Dante notices one spirit who seems to be having a way hotter time than everybody else. And so they shimmy on down the, the steep bank and they go to talk to him. This turns out to be Pope Nicholas III, a former pope guilty of simony, right? Uh, the pope explains that he is not alone in this hole, but is in fact the topmost in a stack of popes. <laughs> That goes deep down into the ground, right? Yeah. Nicholas goes on to say that that Pope Boniface uh, the Eighth will soon replace him at the top and push him further down. Uh, <laughs> right. Oops, all popes. Oops, all popes. Right. <laughs> this is popes on a. No, that doesn't work. Okay. I was going to say popes on a rope, but there's popes, on popes a in rope. a hole. Yeah, popes in a hole <laughs> sounds like. Like one of those like folksy like like food items that you can get. <laughs> right. Like give me a give me you know a, a toad in a hole. That's what right. I'm thinking yeah, of, right? Absolutely. Or pigs pigs in a blanket, right? right? It's at a diner like, yeah. or something, right? Yeah. It's like oh, we you know we're famous for our popes in a hole. Yeah. Give me right? give me two popes in a hole and smear them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Make sure the feet are on fire. Right. That's like extra spicy. Right. So yeah. is is the pope is this Pope Nicholas the third? Is he uh-huh. he's not face first like everybody else? No, he is face first. So he's talking. So who? How is so Dante's talking to yes. his feet like like a sock puppet? Yeah, no, no, Dante's talking to him. And see, see, Dante, this is like, I, I don't know if he thought about this or not, <laughs> but I imagine Pope Nicholas the Third. So it's like, 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 oh, who are you? And he's like, <laughs> that's what's going on, right? And somehow Dante is able to to uh, uh, to glean from that that this is Pope Nicholas III, right? Okay. But no, he's, as, as far as I understand, he is talking with his mouth. That's that's how I understand. Okay, so I'm glad that that's how I read it as well. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, so his feet are, are sticking out. But I, I like the idea of him pointing his feet at him like a sock, like a hand puppet. Oh, yes. No, no, no. I, like <laughs> I, like I, I would, nodding I have... along. Uh-huh. <laughs> or even like, <laughs> you know, each of the feet have different like uh, parts of the story. That he... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're interrupting <laughs> each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's perfect. Because, <laughs> yeah, you have, you have all that time down there. That's how I would spend my time as a pope in the hole. Yeah, right? The other thing, like, Dante Dante has these, like, conversations mm-hmm. with people who are burning alive. <laughs> and how are you not, how are you not, like, down in hell just being like, <laughs> How can you answer any questions? Right. Right. But yeah, it was like, oh no, tell me about yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm Pope Nicholas the Third, right? Down here, I get my my feet are literally burning, right? <laughs> right. No. 
like the other guy, he's got a mouthful of shit constantly. That's yeah. part of his his deal, mm-hmm. and then he's he's able to explain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but, so, so, so yeah, the uh, other pope. So maybe not every pope will will end up in the hole, but Boniface, who uh, screwed over um, Dante, he's going to end up. There, yes. Right? Yes, right, and this is interesting, folks, because remember, like, like uh, Dante was uh, in in the uh, with the Guelphs, mm-hmm. and the Guelphs were for the Pope, right, right? and and anti Holy Roman Emperor, but but I, I guess not all popes, right? Hashtag not all popes, right? <laughs> right, the one Pope turned against uh, Italy towards uh, towards Germany, the Holy Roman, yeah, Empire. yeah. Yeah. And honestly, okay, I think this is the first time that that we've seen Dante like mm-hmm. this, right? So on recognizing him, Dante actually gets really mad here, right? Mm-hmm. He gives this guy a talking to, right? So far, like Dante has been like afraid. He has fainted a couple of times. Right. He's been moved to pity. He's fainted. He's held uh, civil discourse with political rivals mm-hmm. as they they burn in flaming tombs from the waist down, right? He's fainted. Um, but like this is the first. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was rather delayed. <laughs> I didn't want to correct you. You 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 did it so well. I thought you were just making a mistake. <laughs> See, folks, right? When you do a bad joke too well, it sounds like you're stupid. No, you don't work over at This American Life. <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fa- well, where was he? he fainted, right? He right, fainted right. his belief. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, but this is the first time I think that we have seen him meet someone in hell and be like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then go on a couple of pages right. more about how ashamed this guy should be, mm-hmm. right? And 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 so, like, 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 you really get the feeling that, like, unlike the other sins, like, which either affect everyone, like lust or gluttony, mm-hmm. or, like, the heavier sins, like, which maybe Dante has has never experienced firsthand, right? right? Like, like he just knows that that murderers and traffickers belong in hell. Mm-hmm. Actually, eh, Dante might have seen his share of murder. I take that back, right? <laughs> but, but, like, there's something about this guy, this pope, that, like, really gets Dante. Mm-hmm. And... Like oh, gets to Dante. I mean, right? And I and I guess it's evident here. Like he's he's writing a narrative poem in which he goes to hell, purgatory, and heaven. Like this is this is something he cares deeply about. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, right? Like a false prophet, like this pope, is going to really rub him the wrong way. Yeah, and then I, I I can't quite wrap my head around. Like I I can't as an American, I can't quite wrap my head around having a king or a queen. You know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like can you can you can you imagine what that's really like to like everyone? You know says god bless the the king right. <laughs> god save the king I'm, and everything like we can't even like i, I don't think you're alone Kenan. Yeah. i think i think even countries that do have right. kings and queens <laughs> right or emperors or you know whatever mm-hmm. there's no longer that like like um like uh, fealty or yeah like that that awe right, uh, or right. that or that like like you know you can say you can say bad things about the king and queen and you know and people will, you know you know it's it's like saying saying bad things about the president. It's like eh, yeah. even even like you know the president used to like you know like walk on water back in the day. Like, yeah, you don't say true. bad things about the president, right. right? But now today it's like you know eh. yeah. So I I can't. But so I'm so far removed from that, and then to even be further removed of like living in Italy back when the popes were not just the head of the church, they were also kings on earth of the the yeah. papal states, the papal lands and stuff. And right. like yeah, I, I like like. I, I I can't imagine that like of having of having this guy who lives in Rome and then he makes decisions for you and you live in Florence which is a different country and this yeah. guy like could potentially is like um you know messing with the politics of your city and now you've been sent away and you can't go back to your city because of something that a king right. did in a different country like like yeah this is this is uh, pretty unfathomable I think 
Yeah, yeah. So he's it's, like, it's, he's it's, like it's, fuck you, fuck all of you, middle finger yeah. down there, middle finger down, right. all of you down there, yeah. all right, the way you. down, all of you. <laughs> Right. Tell, tell, tell the, tell, tell the, he's like, he's like, what's, what's the, what's the, uh, uh, the, the, the Pope right before you? He's like, oh, it's Pope so-and-so. He's like, well, tell him to fuck himself too. <laughs> right, pass it down. Pass it down. <laughs> yeah. Man. Right. But then, yeah, here, um, we also get into like the, um, because remember it's a period piece, right? So Dante's yeah. writing this, he starts writing, it takes him a while to finish it. So he's, he's done with it at around 13, 20 or so. Right. Right. So then, so then Boniface, the eighth, we said, right. He's, uh-huh. he's dead. And then he's going to be replaced by um, Papa C five, Pope Clement the fifth. Right. right. So like, right. so like these characters know who's going to come later, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that all of them are going to be right. Cause it's a period piece. It has the hindsight right. of exactly. history. Yeah. 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 Oh, but yeah, so so then after he gives this guy like a tongue lashing, mm-hmm. right? It appears that he's 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 all tuckered out um, <laughs> because the canto ends with Virgil picking him up and carrying him to the next Malaboge, right? <laughs> and I just like it's just such a little you know like we we joked before about uh, you know Dante being like the baby on the plane, right? You know, and it's just like you know falling asleep yeah. and uh, you know. So so Dante picks him up. That's this is this is you know like Dante's having a tantrum. He's like stamping by the by the by the the, the Pope in the hall. He's like ah, 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 right, and the little and the little shout, uh, Pope foot just nodding right. Like, yeah right, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And and you and 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 you know Virgil's like he's like are you are you tired Dante? No, like, no, I'm not tired. <laughs> he's like do you want to do you want to you know and and he's trying to console him and he's like he's like do you want to do you want to go get some. Uh, you know, get some get some chocolate milk. Like <laughs> back at that river where we just at. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> like, where is this? Let me let me watch you get this chocolate milk before I don't know before I drink it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna fall for that one three or four more times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wipes his mouth. <laughs> but no, he's 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 uh, you know, and, and he starts. But Virgil can tell because like as he's yelling, he he paws. He, right he, he he does that yawn right and he's still trying to you know he's trying to shout right mm-hmm. and this is when virgil has has like taken out his phone and he's recording right because you you don't want to you don't want to miss these moments folks right because these they, they grow up so fast right. right you know and you see dante's just kind of like you know his eyes are closing and his head is nodding <laughs> and then he catches himself and he's up and he's and he's flinging more curses at pope at the pope and then he's and another thing nicholas you you son of a bitch you, you son and then he just he falls and and right before he falls like face first onto this guy's flaming feet mm-hmm. um you know virgil reaches out and catches him and he, and he and he gathers him up in his in his uh in his arms and and they walk out of this canto and into the next <laughs> right and this is this is that the last page of good night moon this is like <laughs> good night hell good night malibolja good night pope nicholas the third and your flaming feet <laughs> And good night, Dante. Right? <laughs> it's very relaxing when you read it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We should we should do we should do like a um one of those um uh you know like on on com dot com right <laughs> you know like the uh you know the com app where it's like the the you know how they have like those um those sleep stories yeah. to mm-hmm. help you go to sleep right and it's a it's a um it's a, it's a a reworked version of a of a fairy tale right <laughs> you know. And uh, and and but they but they make it like you know like very very much it's like Hansel and Gretel, <laughs> right? The sleep story. And Hansel and Gretel came upon the gingerbread house, 
And Hansel said, let's let's eat this gingerbread house. And Gretel said, no, it's 7 p.m. and that will be too much sugar in our system. Let's have some warm chamomile tea instead. And it was okay because the witch was vegan and she was also going to sleep in her own house. And so they all drifted to sleep. She had a guest house made of chamomile tea. <laughs> with, uh, with, with pillows made of sweet, uh, with, the, with the softest, uh, made of the softest down. And, and, so the, and so Hansel and Gretel cozied up in, in separate beds, in separate beds. Um, and, and, and they drifted off to sleep. And then the witch ate them. Because um, <laughs> you, you can't change it too much. You, you no, know, no, no, right? no, no, yeah. But the, yeah, that it candy would, would, uh, would have, make them more alert and hyper. But yeah, right. the tea yeah, calms yeah, them down. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> right. They, they settled into their last big sleep. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's what we would do for, for you know. And then, and Virgil and Dante left limbo and went into the circle of lust <laughs> and then you just hear it's like ah. Ah. welcome to the circle of lust yes it's asmr and a sleep story right? <laughs> but it's All so right. lust. you it's it, it we do such a good job describing the circle of lust that you can't sleep because you have a boner <laughs> I don't know if the circle or, or of is very sexy. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> well, no, in the sleep story, it is. Because it's not fraught, because that's going to keep you awake, right? No, no, no. It's, 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 it's the circle of lust, but everybody has already, like, like completed. They're, they're post-coital, so they're all, so they're all <laughs> they're very, very Very sleepy. relaxed. Yes, right? Anyway, okay, okay. Sorry about that. Okay, so, okay, so, so just, just one more quick thing here, right? Uh, this canto likely got Dante into some trouble, right? Um, he's, he's dissed the church a couple times before, but this is the first time he's taken a swing at a pope. Mm-hmm. Like, un- unlike now, right? The popes okay. of, of Dante's time were, were like you said, Keenan, almost like kings themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I guess- I mean, they, they were kings without saying- Yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Like, in, in, in anything, in everything but name, right? Right. They owned yeah. the land. If you happen to live in a city that the popes owned, they, you were their subject. Yeah. Right. Um, And I mean, I guess politics does still play uh, a part today, but Mm -hmm. like it was way more interwoven into the fabric of society back then. Mm -hmm. Right. Church and state were not separate and self-contained like Tortellini. Rather, they were tangled and interwoven like Fettuccini. Right. (laughs) There was a different time. Um, And another thing, right? Like, like Dante likens Simon Magus uh, and and all Simonists, including this Pope, to rapacious wolves, right? Mm-hmm. At, at the beginning, uh, at the beginning of this canto. Um, now we've seen wolves a couple times before, right? The she wolf at the beginning of the poem, right, mm-hmm. is one of the three animals that block Dante from uh, going up that mountain, right? So, so we got the wolf, we got the lion and the leopard, or the um, panther, or the panther, right? <laughs> and 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 then we got Plutus in the circle of greed, who who sang the lovely rendition of Papa Satan, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's also a wolf, right? So Dante seems to be likening wolves to greed. Right. Um, what's more, we can also uh, look at this pope as a wolf in sheep's or, or shepherd's clothing, right? <laughs> like taking advantage of God's flock, right? Like right. he's uh, he's uh, fleecing them. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I was in a separate research. I forget why. Oh, mm. just Halloween-y just stuff for um, oh. werewolves, like where werewolves came oh, from. Yeah, they were yeah. talking about, yeah, in Western Europe, um, the wolf was usually the, the biggest apex predator in any given time if you were in a city near a forest. Ah. So, like, so the wolf is the, just about, like, the scariest-ass thing you can think of. Yeah. That's why right. we were sort of focusing on the wolf. And so, right. yeah, like, them thinking of, of a wolf as rapacious, it mm-hmm. seems like it's eating much more than its share. Like, you know, you right. know if a wolf is killing um, uh, two or three sheep in a night, right, which we might do, mm-hmm. it, like, the wolf can't eat two or three sheep, but it would kill, right. it would seem to, to the people, like, much more than it would need. Exactly. Yeah. Right. right. Um. Oh, but yeah, and also, uh, mm-hmm. so so this contrapasso, right, them being like buried, you know, uh, head first, right, with their feet mm-hmm. poking out. They, this is also an, an inversion of Romans ten fifteen, which is actually quoting Isaiah fifty two seven. It always comes back to Isaiah, um, <laughs> but it says, "quote How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news." Mm-hmm. So yeah, popes and priests are supposed to have uh, beautiful feet, and here we see just their feet sticking out and on fire. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were writing a version of the Inferno today, right? If yeah. we had Lester's Inferno or yeah. Keenan's Inferno and we just put priests and popes in there, like that would get us in a whole lot of trouble. Interestingly, that would, right? Mm-hmm. When when church and state are are more separate today mm-hmm. and you you are allowed, maybe even encouraged to, mm-hmm. you know, like question and mock authority, right? right? Like, you know, we make jokes about the president, we make jokes about the queen of England or the king, mm-hmm. well, yeah, the king now, you know, we make jokes about all of our politicians and everything mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, if you, if, if, if we made like some jabs at popes mm-hmm. today, like that might be, um, yeah, we would get, yeah, trouble, people would be telling us, oh, we've gone too far, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, the uh, the Pope doesn't have. I mean, there's Vatican City, which is an independent country, and some uh-huh. some not all countries recognize it because it is, you know, quite clearly not its own country. <laughs> like quite clearly, quite clearly is like the Italians like saying, okay, you're gonna have this little bit of land and um, et cetera, and we're not gonna go in there. You're gonna have your own police, et cetera. But like, it doesn't right. have all of the functioning parts of the country that has kept other people from from recognizing it as such. So, Precisely. Yeah. yeah so, it, it, but it's, so it's so it's hard for us today to think of. Yeah, there was a time when a gigantic portion of Italy, you know, not just a small part of Rome, but the entirety of Rome and its surrounding areas, and all the way to the other side of Italy um, into the Adriatic, that was a kingdom where the Pope was the the ruler. Yeah, wow. But yeah, so folks, that is Canto 19, and that is all of my notes. Keenan, is there anything we missed? No, I think we got it. All right. Folks, this has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Diaz. You could find me on Letterboxd and Instagram as Howdy Keenan. Yeah, we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared the show by word of mouth or uh, on social media. And a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our show. We really appreciate it. It's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like you. Okay. Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. All right, folks. Until next time, the, the power, power of strike, strike compels you. you.